Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. This episode might be something you can take for your business. It might be something you take in your personal life. We are going to do our full backstory on SD Evolution, how we came to be, where we've been, the ups and downs, struggles, the highs, and uh, plant some insights all along the way. So... For starters, one thing that we get more more often now, actually, for some reason, people didn't used to always ask this, but the last few calls we've had with coaches and with, with clients, what the hell is SD in SD Evolution? We always get this question. Everybody, well, some people think it's San Diego because they are semi-familiar that we have Those met. Those who have been following forever. They, they know we met in San Diego, but it's actually not San Diego. It's not technically, technically anything. If you look on our legal report, it's, uh, it is SD. It's SD Evolution. So Skutnik Danielli, Alessandra's maiden name. Um, and we started this in San Diego. So it was just a kind of play on letters. Um, SD, Skutnik Danielli, evolving into this wellness company. Did it in San Diego. That's where it all evolved from. That is the SD and SD evolution. It is literally SD. We don't, it's not Scott McDanielli evolution. It's not San Diego evolution. It is literally SD evolution. And we're not rebranding. Like it's not worth rebranding, but I, I think, like, I like, I like our name. But I really wanted to do this podcast because we haven't really talked about we'll time our, out. What? That was our mini intro, but returning listeners, you know the deal. Three episode rule. If you're still listening after that third episode, please leave us a quick five-star review and a quick blurb. Tag us, share us on social media, whatever you got time for. New listeners, that is the rule. That's the deal. Consume your first three episodes, quote unquote, on us, and then make sure you leave that quick five-star review. Anyway, as I was saying, I wanted to do this episode because we haven't done a full like who we are and why we're here kind of episode since the beginning of this podcast. If you scroll all the way to the end of our episodes here on November 12th, 2018, our very first podcast, probably sounds terrible. Um, we were in our one of our offices. I don't even know which one. Probably. We were in a garage for a while. Well, even before that, we were in our apartment um, and we would we had this little box like a storage container and I put styrofoam around it and our microphone would sit in that so that it would muffle the sound of about outside. So that's that's where that episode took place. But a lot has happened since then. So it was time for a little update, time for a little reintroduction for those of you who might be new here. Maybe you don't know our full story. So it all started back in 2014 where Josh and I met in San Diego, obviously, and we were working at a 24 hour fitness um, just as personal trainers. And we decided that we wanted to start boot camps on the weekend for people in San Diego in a park. We had minimal dollars 
I think we went out and bought a 10 pound kettlebell, a couple of resistance bands and maybe like a Didn't med- harbinger send you some stuff at that time. Well, we, we had like three things to start and then I connected with this brand harbinger and they sent us a couple more bands and stuff, but we didn't have any heavy weights. We had like literally We also spent 50 bucks on a badass boot camp weekend warriors. We chose uh, to spend our money on a sign. It's like a nobody reads signs. No, it was like this thing that we hung up in the park every Saturday. But we did it in the park because it was free. Um, and it was beautiful. It was, it was probably San Diego Park illegal. We were probably supposed to pay something, but we kind of just went under the radar there. Definitely was. I think we started somewhere else, and someone asked questions, and we went to the next spot because we just didn't have any money. We were living off of our savings. But I guess you know we started these boot camps. We used a site called Meetup to kind of get people involved. Um, just to kind of spread our name around the area. We obviously were not from San Diego, so we didn't know anybody. We didn't have any clients. And we used this park for an hour boot camp on the weekends while we were still personal training during the week and on weekends. Um, so we would wake up at 6 a.m., drive half an hour to this park, and do a boot camp for people. I think the first one had, what, three people? Mm-hmm. And then I think... The biggest it ever got was maybe 10 max. Yeah, 12. 12. So it was nothing crazy. We charged like, what, $10 a head? Was it even that 10 much? 10 20. It was, you think it was less than $10? I don't know. I feel it like it was not that bucks. much. Okay. So 10 to 20 bucks a head, one hour per week, while we were still training at 24-hour fitness. And then somebody caught wind that we were doing these weekend boot camps not at 24-hour fitness, which we didn't think was an issue. Um, but apparently it was because it was not making 24 hour fitness any money. So they basically gave us an ultimatum. And I remember our boss pulled us in and was like, Hey, I know you're doing these boot camps. You can either do them here and we will pay you your small, tiny percentage or you have to go. And did we quit quit on the spot? I can't remember. No, it was the weekend. Okay. Over the weekend. So we thought about it, consulted our parents, kind of were leaning towards quitting because, I mean, why, why not? This well, was, you got rent to pay. Yeah, but we were, we had some, you had some savings, I should say. We were both using your car at the time. I did not have a car or By I By using, not, you mean riding in the passenger seat because you can't drive a stick. I still ride in the passenger seat. Um, so we had one car. Three pieces of equipment. Five people in a three-bedroom apartment. We shared an apartment with Josh's roommates at the time. Your bed was broken. You mm. literally had a hole in your mattress that you uh, sunk into. Keep in mind, into. I was 230 pounds, so I had a divot <laughs> on uh, my side of the bed. It's like a recliner. Um, so, you know, we were, we were balling on a budget. Um, and we decided to just take that leap of faith and quit our jobs. Worst case scenario, we could go back home or figure it out or get another job but we were young we were 22 how old was I yeah 22 and no kids no worries really besides paying for food and our rent you could always grab a sleeping bag and throw it on ocean beach that is true it's the homeless homeless capital of the world you could live anywhere in San Diego so we did that for what like four months maybe four or five months of weekend boot camps. We converted some of those boot camp people to just like coaching, like personal training them individually. So we made some money there. Um, and we had a solid group of people. Those were like 
I will remember every one of their names for the rest of my life. Like I, those were our first clients. I will always remember who they were and you know, that's how how the online space was born, how they trusted us. And that's where we got started literally because we decided we wanted to move back home for family, but also the plan for myself. I can't speak for you was always to move, to move back. I was going to San Diego for a year before my brother got deployed. He was in the Marines at the time. Um, weren't sure where he was going to end up. So I had uh, just graduated college, wanted to get out there before, you know, he split, spent some time with him. My cousin was also out there, um, but the plan was always one lease. He gets deployed. I'm going back home. It was always my plan too, because my dad would literally call me every day and ask me when I was moving back. (laughs) So um, we moved back home. It was like March, I think. Was it my birthday? I don't remember. Anyway, we went home for the polar vortex and the holidays and we came back and yep, we decided to drive back home. Um, so we drove across the country with our pet fish in a protein Toyota shaker Corolla, packed to the ceiling. Our fish was in a protein shaker water bottle with water in it. And he somehow survived another like two years after that. But we got back home and we realized you can't really do outdoor boot camps in Connecticut in March or in the winter specifically and at that time I would say it was really always our goal to open up an actual gym like that was our first goal where we started with these boot camps was okay we're going to save up and get an actual facility and we got back home and realized okay we really need more money to be able to do this Um, but we got home and our clients in San Diego still wanted us to coach them to train them so we would just email them over their training program for that week or that month and we stayed in communication with them and as we were doing that we kind of were like oh this this could work this could be something here and I feel like that was really the first time we truly considered going full force into online coaching so it kind of happened by accident in a way, but it was really just something where we're like, okay, we can do this. We can move forward with this. We can train people and coach people all over the country, all over the world, and still do what we love and reach more people than we could ever reach by having just a gym in Connecticut. So I think it was really at that point where we pivoted a little bit, um, but we both still got full-time jobs at that point so you went back and did the online thing happened by accident there were a few people we were doing on the side and it was a let's see what happens let's build it out but let's let's see what happens as far as being able to make us enough money to live off of so we still have to do the full-time job as and we weren't really marketing this aside from your occasional you know the social posts but it grew a little bit grew a little bit grew a little bit um it was not, it was a hobby essentially when it started and then it was kind of a part-time job and then it was definitely a part-time job and then it was kind of a full-time job and then it was definitely a full-time job. So we, it was slow. It was a, that was a slow transition, but that's, those are the chunks that it happened in. So we're working, you know, at one point I was working 12, 13 hours a day. We come back home and then work on our clients until, I don't know, seven o'clock till 11 or midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, that was part of the grind. That was something where we saw the bigger picture you know, we obviously wanted to make the transition to doing that full time and, you know, investing everything we could into this to make sure it could take off. But, you know, as some of you who may be launching your side hustle right now, it, it isn't just now I'm working my job and now I'm not. 
there is a lot of overlap and there is a lot of burning the candle at both ends to get to that point. Um, and there's plenty of times where we say, is this even worth it? This is silly. This is, you know, how much money we're making for how much work that we're doing. Uh, what is it taking away from? But if you're truly passionate about something, you find a way to make it work and you push through and you evolve and you figure out new things. And, you know, we'll, we'll go through some, some scenarios that have happened more recently, but you constantly reinvent yourself in order to, to stay in the game. Um, I think that's kind of the reason a lot of brick and mortars have had issues over the years is you can't really reinvent the brick and mortar, but, you know, being in the online space with a general philosophy of helping people the best way that we can and in any way that we can based on, you know, our skill set, there are some different ways that we can do things. And there are some different ways we've altered what our coaching looks like. I'll talk about where we started versus where we are now and what we invested in. Um, but that's, that's the name of the game. You, you invest in yourself, you learn, you create new skills, you bring those back to your clients and you, you, you stay in business. The doors stay open. Um, so for myself, I know, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've been writing down, I was, I've always loved numbers. Like I hate doing math and math class, but numbers themselves and, you know, the spirit of entrepreneurship, like I would write numbers, Hey, if I sold this for this much and I got this many people for this, whatever, literally like 10 years old, I had a journal doing this stuff. And I just, I was in love with the the pursuit of, of growth, of, of doing your own thing. Um, so with that vision in mind, those long days were worth it and it was stressful and it was, it took a toll on a relationship and relationship with friends and family. Obviously it was your <laughs> very little time and a lot to do within those hours. So you make sacrifices. That was um, probably the lowest point of our relationship. I would say like we just, we barely saw each other all day and then you would get home from work and we would literally be on our laptops until we went to bed. And it, there was a lot of pain points and friction between us. Um, which was hard. It was honestly not a fun time, but I think, like you said, we both kept that bigger picture in mind and eventually got to a place where I think it was December of 2017, no, 16. Um, we weren't even married yet. We were engaged and we got to a place where we were like, okay, I think we're at a point where we can, where you can quit your job. You were working with your dad. Well, you quit your job first. So you were at Enterprise and I don't know how long you lasted there. I can't remember. Pick Enterprise. We'll pick you up. So you crushed it though there, by the way. I have um, always like, I hate sales. I hate sales. And I, I, I let me rephrase that. I used to hate sales. Now this is a relationship business. And I can say that I actually, I thoroughly enjoy our quote unquote sales calls or we call them discovery calls because there's a different way that you do things. So we talk about this in fit coach pro Academy. Um, that's our mentorship for online health coaches. There is a way to, to pitch sales where it is sleazy and slimy and gross and it feels icky, but if you're doing things the right way, it doesn't feel like that at all because you are literally explaining your skill set. You're explaining what you do and how you can help someone improve a problem. And if that value is equal or greater, if someone says this amount of money for what you're doing for me, you know, it says, yep, that's attractive to me, then they're going to buy it. So as long as you're not doing icky things, sales is actually, it's really fun because you get to tell someone what you do and explain to them how you're going to help them solve that problem and change their life for the better. And you get to see the transformation and it's a great thing. I was good at the other stuff as well. Not that I was icky, but I'm just, 
good at creating relationships pretty much on the spot. So enterprise, uh, if you have had, if you've had the experience of going to an enterprise or a car rental location and going through everything from what car you're going to pick to all the add-ons you're going to purchase afterwards, they are very sales oriented. They are very pushy in that regard. That's why they hire former athletes. They know how competitive they are. Um, that felt icky because I didn't always see the value in the certain things that we were supposed to push for the sake of pushing. And it wasn't, hey, push this because this is going to help someone, you know, in this situation. Sure, it's it's some protection. It's some coverage. You get peace of mind. But for the rate that they, they want you to push it, it just didn't feel great. And I don't say this to poo-poo, poo-poo enterprise. I actually did enjoy the experience. Like the people there are fantastic. They were some of the best people I've ever met. Um, they do build a great culture. But the process of renting cars and slinging car rental insurance was not very enjoyable. Um, again, I did well. I've, I've always done well in sales. I was a personal trainer uh, right out of high school, like going into college. Um, and again, that's just back to the relationship. So at Enterprise, I had the opportunity to continue climbing. You know, you've got assistant manager, area, regular manager, uh, area manager, there's different levels and they basically put me on the fast track to get where I wanted to be and you can make a ton of money. Um, but I had no interest in that. I never had any interest in that. I never had any interest in working for anybody else. So we had the opportunity to take a leap of faith. And when we got to that point, you know, obviously if you can do your sales and your marketing on your own for yourself and doing things the right way, it feels a whole lot better. So long story short, we both quit those jobs that we had to get and went full time into this and i think you know a lot of people ask how do you know when you're ready to make that leap you're never ready you're never ready mentally i think we had enough saved up to cover our butts for what six months if we were lucky three months (laughs) um but you know we took that leap and this was really when online coaching wasn't like it is today it was newer ish um and it was still something a lot of people were like, oh, what? like they just were not bought into it yet. So it was still really scary. Um, and like obviously the fact that going from having health insurance and that whole side of things to having to pay for that out of your own pocket is just. For those of you of you who are unfamiliar, you can buy a house, but you're going to pay for uh, health insurance. It's in, gross. In this country, at least. I don't know how yeah, other countries are. In America. Um, so we went full time. And this was 2017 now. Um, we got married that year. Business continued to pick up and to continue to pick up. We got referrals from our clients that we had. And we got until, I guess we continued that path for a while. Um, but we made it through until, well, we had a baby. <laughs> we had Kai. We uh, still made it work. I remember, it. At, I mean, at this point, it was Josh and I doing everything we had greg who built out our website at that point we had the portal for ourselves personally which is now fit coach pro um but it was just me and you doing all of the social media all of the coaching you doing the social media me doing the the back end you doing the back end um so it was just a two-man team here um and we went we were still doing that when we got pregnant with kai we had a baby we were home from the hospital and three days later answering our clients check-ins um because that was that's that was how we made we made money there was you don't no work you don't get paid there was no maternity leave um for me at that time like we had to 
show up for our clients and show up for our people. So we get through to 2020, the pandemic, and everybody is not able to go to their gym, not able to leave their house. Everybody who has been working out is freaking out. Everybody who has not been working out is like, oh, maybe I should start something and get healthy because this thing is taking over the world. Our business was just bored as hell sitting at home. And everybody was bored. Our business skyrocketed in 2020. And we got to the point where we were getting so many applications and Josh and I could not take on another client. I remember I had like a mental breakdown one day because we had Kai who was not even one yet. Probably he was Cora's age now. Um, And I was just like, I'm overwhelmed and burnt out. It was (laughs) a tough conundrum because... We were making more money than we could have ever imagined. Like without a team, everything that we made went directly to us. I think at that point in time, that was the highest take-home pay that we have ever had. It was absolutely insane money. It was it was crazy money, but it was at the you know at the detriment of our mental health. And you know, she was breaking down. I was obviously feeling it as well. Because but like, keep in mind, we did not have any childcare. No childcare. It was the pandemic. It was COVID. Everybody no. was home. Our, our parents are waving to our kid through the window. Like it was a weird time. And I'm not even, we're not going to dive into the COVID tangent. <laughs> Let's not do that. Uh, yeah, we'll just stop right there. Uh, but it was uh, on the other side of things. It was like, we have all this money coming in. We have more people who want to come in we can't just turn this away. Like we have to find a way to figure this out and we have to find a way to grow. The second we turn people away in my mind, it's, you know, that's the end of it. It's all, it's all over. You got to take advantage of the opportunity. And even that sounded weird. I'm not saying take advantage of the opportunity. I'm saying build upon something that has a ton of momentum. Um, and that's when we started looking into coaches. Yeah. We put out an, a job application and Sienna was our first hire. Um, and Yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the hardest decisions because when you start a business and build a business and get to that point doing things by yourself, you that business is your baby, right? So it was really hard for us to give up any aspect of that because it means so much to us. We want to make sure the people that we bring in, it means just as much to them and they serve in a way that is equal to how we have been serving our clients. So I think... As a business owner, that is probably one of the hardest growth periods because you're so reluctant to give away part of your baby, but you have to if you want to show up in the best way for your clients. And there's so many parallels to that in motherhood, right? Like when you are the one that is with your baby 24-7, you probably are not taking care of yourself to the best of your ability, like lean on other people make sure you make time for yourself. Um, so when we brought Sienna on, we brought, it was just like an instant relief. I think after we got her started because we could finally see like, okay, we can grow a little bit more. We can scale a little bit more and not feel that complete burnout feeling that we had been feeling. And part of that is obviously, you know, bringing in the right people. So obviously Sienna has been a rock star. She's been with us since day one of expansion. Um, we brought in a few other people, got Haley, We've got Robin. We have our other business with uh, with Greg and Joel. So the biggest thing with us as we're hiring, as we're entering partnerships, it's not just what's on your resume, what have you done. 
if we couldn't spend the week with you and your family, you will never be a part of anything that we do. If we didn't trust you with our kids, you would never be any, a part of anything that we do. So it's the culture that you're bringing in. And when you talk about, you know, giving away and uh, delegating specific duties and having the faith and trust in someone to be able to continue what you've started, you have to appreciate that person as a human and vibe with them. They have to not necessarily that they're going to take ownership, although ideally they should, taking ownership of your business because it's yours, but understanding and taking ownership for that team aspect is this is our thing. Now, we are growing this together. This is our community. What can we do better? What are we doing well that we can build upon? Um, so as you're going throughout the hiring process, it's not just, hey, this this thing looks really good on paper. That's We need this and that. You have to have that conversation. You have to have a follow-up conversation. You have to vibe with that person do a little digging on social media, just making sure they are in complete alignment with you as a person. Um, I think the best analogy, and just to kind of rephrase what I said, if if you're considering a partnership, not necessarily a hire, but a partnership, would you trust that person with your kids at your house for a week? An emergency comes up, could you leave knowing they were here taking care of your kids and all of your things and not worry about that thing, knowing that they could handle that? Because that's the same thing as your business. Your business is your virtual house or your physical house if you are you know, brick and mortar. You get the point. If you can trust that person, then you can go into partnership with that person. If it just sounds good and they have additional resources and you know they've done certain things, that's in my mind, that's not something that you you join and create a new venture from. So we've been we've been blessed. You know, we call our, our entire community, all of our clients, everyone that we work with, you know, it's a family. Um, and that's even more true with the people that we're doing this with. We've created this family, not just atmosphere, but a legitimate family with people we genuinely care about. And we know that they are, you know, pulling in the same direction with us. Yeah. So hired Santa in 2020. That obviously went great. Um, fast forward a year later, we brought on both Robin and Haley and it's been really, really cool and interesting as as we go through it too because our roles have changed. So we, it was just us doing everything before. Now we have our coaches doing the coaching and we are managing from a top-down perspective. Um, so we're still very much in the business, but we also have had so much more time to do things like this podcast and be consistent with it. Get videos out for you guys, educate you guys, get all those free resources out. Get the app out. Um, get the app out and really just reach that many more humans because we're not trying to do all of the things and get completely burnt out from doing all of the things. And people that asked, you know, why don't you guys coach them or do you guys like if they haven't been following along and they don't know that we don't coach anymore? Oh, I didn't know you guys don't coach. And the reason for that was A, we didn't have the ability to do so because we were strap full of clients and now that we aren't coaching anybody it was it's still a situation where if we can't continue with uh educating ourselves and you know developing ourselves or finding those skills because we're doing x y and z in the business all day every day we want to make sure that our clients are still in the best hands so you know just by i don't want to what's the right word the oh you guys don't do it and i have to work with a coach and it's not you if, you know, especially if Alessandra viewed it as face of the franchise, it can be initial disappointment, but they need to know that you are in the best hands because these people, their entire setup is built around serving our clients and also continuing education to stay up to date on all the latest things. 
going through all the additional courses and making sure that they can serve our clients in the best possible way. Um, and now that, you know, we've kind of shifted back a little bit and I know you've been interested in getting back into coaching potentially and creating a different type of offer. <laughs> yeah. um, but we wouldn't do that unless we had the ability to dive back in full force and make sure that every single client was going to get all the attention and the expertise that they deserve. Yeah. So we won't ever say never say never. That's all I'll say about that right now because just stay tuned, I guess. Um, but, you know, that brings us to where we are today. And throughout that entire time, we've gone from a one-bedroom apartment to a duplex apartment to our first house that we completely renovated to building our, our house that we're in now. Living with your parents oh, to building a new To living with house. my parents for nine months and then building our house. Um, there's been lots of ups and downs and there's been lots of ups and downs with our relationship and just parent, well, maybe not parenting, parenting, we've been pretty great rock stars at, um, but despite, I mean, just along for that journey with our business, we've gone through so many processes of evolution within our own lives. And I think it's easy to see what we have today and who we are today and think like, oh, it just came easy for them, but that couldn't be further from the truth. And we're a decade into this now. Um, you know, we all started somewhere. We started at ground zero and it's even more, I don't know, everything just is so much more, what's the right word I'm looking for? I have no idea. I'm just more grateful for everything that we have now, knowing where we started, if that makes sense. Like I'm grateful in the sense of we get to do what we love every day. We don't have to go to that job anymore. I'm grateful that we have our house that we worked so hard for. Um, but it was all work getting here. It was not luck. Um, and I think that's really the point I want to drive home is we didn't just fall and stumble into this. It's been a lot of head down, grinding it out. And I think you hear that message these days with business coaches, quote unquote, um, who say that, you know, you should be able to work wherever you want and it's easy and it's fun and it's, you do what you love every day. And like, yeah, great. But there's a lot of hardship with it too. And there's a lot of work to be done. And there's a lot of things that are not fun about it, but you do it anyway, because this is truly the dream that we have always dreamed of. I am not great at zooming out and really appreciating where we've come you know how far we've gone where we started and I didn't really let that all or it never really all clicked until you you pulled up that old story that desk we were working at at our first apartment one bedroom apartment we had a tiny little desk up against the wall next to the tv and that's where we this is when we were working 12 hours a day come home and work until 11, 11 12 o'clock at night um, that was our station that was our office Thinking about that, how we never took our foot off the pedal and then have these mini upgrades all throughout until we've gotten to this point where we are now. Um, and it honestly, the grind has not felt that different. Again, we've just kind of evolved and fine tuned the process and changed it and never quit. That's the, really the biggest thing is we just never stopped. Sometimes it sucked. Sometimes it was going great. Sometimes it was going horrible. Um, but we just kept finding a way through and moving forward and progressing regardless of what was thrown at us. And then, you know, you never really come up for air because you're always in that grind. But seeing that throwback, that is where we started. That is 
you know, and for those of you who are starting right now and you're looking around, you don't have this dedicated space, you don't have an office, you don't have a ton of clients, that is where we started. If you can imagine this tiny little apartment, one desk against a wall with no view, with a computer on it, and then a whiteboard right above it with our goals and a calendar on it. And we just got to work. And then within a few years, there was a level up. And then within a few years, there was a level up. And there were ups and downs in between this. And then there was the next level up. Um, that was the first time I kind of actually processed going from that to, to where we are now. Not just business-wise, but our home, um, our setup with our kids, being able to work from home with our kids. Like All of this, at least in my mind, has been implanted for 20 years, this is where I wanted to be. I, I basically pictured this house. I basically pictured this setup with our kids. And it's not like I knew how I was going to get there and exactly what I just knew this is what I wanted. Um, and it's pretty, pretty incredible to look back and, and say, yeah, we're here and we're still, we're not done. We still have plenty of evolving to do, well, but that's why, like you said, we're still grinding. Still. Gr that's why we didn't come up forever <laughs> until I saw we're that. Still I still didn't realize, <laughs> and you know, who knows what the next level is going to take. And this isn't all like, Oh, look, we've done all these cool things that we get to do. It's a reminder for you guys. Like it starts somewhere and it doesn't start in this gram this glamorous place and it doesn't look pretty and it doesn't feel great. But if you just don't stop, we're talking, was that over 10 years ago since this 2014 2014 yeah, this so we're, we're at the 10 year mark and it never felt like there was this huge leap but we got to a point where i picked my head back up and it's like yeah this is this is pretty cool and, and it, like yeah it feels like a grind still but it's different like a lot of the things that we do now are so habitual and automatic and they felt like such big things to start. Like even just creating a YouTube video when we first started, I went back and watched some of my old ones and I'm like, cringe, first of I'm all. I'm still cringing at the ones I made last week. <laughs> well, you're new to that. But that's my point. Like when you're new to something, every single thing that you do feels like such a big to do and such a big thing. And then you put it out there and it's like 10 people watch it. But, you know, you get to the point where a lot of people ask like how do you do all the things you do in a day and we're just we've been doing this for 10 years now it's part of our life it is natural most of it is just automatic and it's just something that we know we have to do and it's no different than somebody who goes to work as a nurse or a lawyer or whatever your your career is you probably feel the same way if you've been doing it for a while too that you just go to work and you do your work this is our work so you don't walk in the door and just be great it happens over time right so that's really the highlight reel, I guess, of our story, the shortened version. Um, I hope that it was helpful to hear and inspire some of you today, but it's always been about helping as many people as we can and in the best way that we can. And it's just, that is the mission that continues to evolve and level up over time. Yeah, this wasn't specific to, you know, you're going to do this to build your business. You're going to do this to, you know, transform your life. This was just a little vent in a sense, but trying to give you guys a picture into all the time and the work and the dedication that it took to get to the point where we have, you know, a fully sustained couple of businesses. Like these, these were little things that they started as nothing, but through time, through learning, you know, sharpening the tools and just stubbornness pure stubbornness is i'm not going to settle for less i'm not going to stop doing this it's not you know we're going to learn we're going to figure out we're going to move forward um there's always a path forward and it just comes down to 
how important it is to you, how much you're willing to dedicate to it, how disciplined you're willing to be. Um, you know, how many sacrifices are you willing to make? You know, we don't go out drinking every weekend. We, <laughs> we are homebodies. We, the last few months, and this is no bullshit, we're up five, between five and six o'clock, depending on the day and what's going on. I'm in the cold plunge. I do my journal. We take our morning walk as a family. And in between that time before the kids get up, I'm starting working. So I could be at the desk at six o'clock in the morning. And there have been, I would say most, if not all nights, We've been on the computer until we're back to go after nine that. o'clock at night. But there was a time where we stopped doing that, where we were like, okay, before we had Cora, we got to the point where we could take nights off. We could take weekends off. And now with this season of life, we are back to that. And I want to normalize that because again, you don't ever get to a place where you should be comfortable for life. Like, yeah, there's going to be periods where you, where you can and should coast a little bit and take the gas off and maybe prioritize other certain areas like having a baby or your relationship or whatever. But there's going to be times where you do feel like you're almost, I don't want to say backtracking, but kind of going back to a little more of the grind. There's going to be periods of grind and periods where you coast and you have to know which one you're in for each season for us right now this is another building period we are this isn't quite a new you know a reinvention um but there are a lot of things that we are rebuilding at this point in time and honestly these are very very long days and i am completely exhausted but i'm enjoying these long days more than i've enjoyed any other long days throughout this process this is this is a fun part um i'm enjoying i'm appreciating the work that's being put in uh that said it doesn't, uh, it doesn't stop. Like she said, it's, it's a grind and then it's a coast. And I don't even like saying the word coast, but there are easier periods where things, you know, tend to uh, manifest themselves into what you've been working for. So we're going to wrap it up here. Hopefully you got something from this. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.